0: We're back here to the Neil Haley Show on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program, Caregiver Dave Nassani. Dave, how are you? Uh, I'm great. Weeks, uh, you were celebrating, right, for a couple of yeah, weeks? Yeah, I had oh. a
1: grandson uh, get married, one of seven, wow. uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Good to be in Nashville. Owned a lot of property there, lost a lot of money there, and I have a lot of family there.
0: <laughs> so you're back, and we have some great guests. Introduce our guests today.
1: Yvonne Fallon Hogan. Great. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good Stars thanks in for day. having
2: me on. I appreciate it.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to introduce you, but why don't you quickly tell us some of your accolades so we know who we're talking to, or the audience does.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll tell my <laughs> resume. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Well,
2: I, I've been in this business for a million years. I was on Saturday Night Live, Seinfeld, Men in Black, Forrest Gump, you name it. A lot of Lars von Trier movies, Dancer in the Dark, Dogville. But now I've written a movie called Rushed, which is coming out today.
0: All right, and Whoa. the all That's over the impressive.
2: country. Yeah,
0: impressive resume. Thank yes, you. I, I know it's her present resume, but she wants to do some comedy. So let's talk. What came first, SNL? Was I mean, like, how did how did that happen?
2: Well, I, I I did a lot of theater, and I moved to New York City. I'm from upstate New York, which Rushed is based on a woman from upstate New York. And it went down to New York. I had no skills whatsoever. I did some summer stock theater and I was ready to quit the business. And my father said, why don't you come home and do dinner theater? I was like, what? And then this friend of mine said, there's an, there's an uh, audition at this uh, improv comedy club. So I got in and the director said, why don't you write a one person show? So I said, all right, I'd never written. And so I did. And I, put it on at West Side Arts Off-Broadway Theater, and I rented the lobby out because theaters are dark on Monday nights and Sunday nights. So people thought I had an Off-Broadway one-woman show, and I handed off the tickets, I, I mean, the, the flyers at TKTS, and I got great reviews. So I brought it to LA, did it in LA, and Seinfeld came and SNL came, and I got on those shows, and that opened a ton of doors for me.
0: Wow. Okay. So I want to go SNL and I, I'm sure Dave, you have answers, uh, questions on Seinfeld. So SNL, tell us specifically once you had that opportunity, some of the things that we can remember from SNL.
2: So I mainly what people would know me from SNL. I was one of the Delta Delta girls Delta 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 can I help you, help you, help you. And so <laughs> that was, and I did a lot of, Oh, uh, Chris Rock, you say, call me judgy. Cause they always made the, me the judge, judgy wudgy. But I was on with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler and David Spade, and that was the that was the um, Wayne's World years. I was very good friends with Chris Farley, Adam Spade, or Adam and David are still friends. Um, Ellen Clegghorn was my roommate; she's still a great friend. So you know, it was great. I mean, it was it was you know the, what what I'd hope for as a, as a comedian. And then I was lucky because I did Shakespeare in the Park that summer. I was Phoebe in As You Like It in Central Park in New York City, and a casting director who was very sophisticated A.B. Kaufman saw me and she said Siobhan I think you can do more than comedy and I was like "You yeah, think so um she had me audition for um Lars von Trier who's a very well-known European director and my daughter Bernadette was a very difficult child she had ear infections all the time so I was up all night with the baby and I was able to cry and command during the audition <laughs> so I've done three movies with Lars I did Dancer in the Dark that won the Palm Door with Bjork I did Dogville with Lauren Bacall and Nicole Kidman. And I just did um, The House of Jack Dillon. So when I wrote Rushed, my movie, I sent it over to Denmark and they loved it. And they said, we want to co-produce. So I was like, oh, maybe this is good. So I called up my good friend, Robert Patrick from The Terminator and walked the line in many, many movies to play my husband. He said, I'm in. Jake Weary from Animal Kingdom. He plays the bad boy, frat boy, and Perry Gilpin from Frasier. And so that's how it all happened awesome
1: you are well connected young lady
2: well I've been around (laughs) the block and you know I treat people I treat people the way I want to be treated when I'm on a set or as a friend and so you know when I called up these big high rollers who make a lot of money a week I um they I was like Robert what do you think he's like Siobhan I love the script and he's like I'm all in and I was like how much do you want to make a week two dollars or two dollars and 50 cents and then he (laughs) said "I, I love the script I'm in so actually his mom is going to be seeing a movie tonight in Cleveland. And um, we had a big surprise for her out there tonight when she goes to see the show.
1: Wow. So what, what? when you were younger, what did you feel like you were going to do? Was it comedy? Was it theater? Was it musical? Was it writing? I mean, well, where, did you, where did you first get your first clue I'm you one were of, a talented person?
2: I'm one of five and I'm from a big <laughs> Irish Catholic family. And, and my parents didn't really... Um, well, they cared about our grades, but they cared more if we were funny. So I remember one time I came home from college, I had a really bad grades and I was like a D in astronomy and, you know, maybe, maybe my, my best grade was like a C. And I was like, and my, my friends were like, you're gonna be in so much trouble. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have gone out so much. And so I, I said to my father, I got a D in astronomy. And he's like, she's And look at, I just ate two and a half pieces of pie. Now there's a lot of the pie left over. There's 65% of the pie. Look how much pie there is. D's not bad in astronomy. Who knows about the stars? So anyway, My family really loved funny and they love stories. We were big storytellers. So I kind of, you know, I did stage first and comedy was my kind of thing. I never did stand up, but I trained, I got my master's in fine arts and acting from Catholic University, which has a very good program. Susan Sarandon went there, John Voight, John Slattery, um, a lot of great actors. I, I had this training, but I was pegged. I was pegged to be comedic. Only And when I got this break with Lars von Trier, that opened up a lot of doors, and I, then I got The Negotiator, and I did a lot of serious movies after that, so I was able to make that cross.
1: Wow,
0: very impressive. So let's go to SNL and your experiences with Chris Farley. We're interested in
2: hearing about that. Okay, so Chris, I just feel so honored and blessed to have known him and have not been my friend. He and I, from very similar backgrounds, I'm, my husband at the time, I just started to date. He was a New York rugby player. He worked on Wall Street. He lived a block from me. Chris and I would go, we'd go to the parties and afterwards I'd be like, Chris, I really like this guy. He's really nice. And he's like, Sean, we're going to, what's his apartment number? Come on, let's find him. Let's go to the building. And so we'd go with David Spade. Chris and I would go and like five o'clock in the morning, because the parties at SNL didn't start till one. And we, he'd ring the buzzer. Come on, Peter, you fat bastard, wake up. Sharon's a catch. Come on, open the door. So he was instrumental in me meeting my husband. Then we also went to, we both went to Holy Trinity um, Catholic Church together at night on Sunday nights. And you know, par- sometimes the, the parties would go a little wild and you'd see Chris going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he was such a great guy. And um, when he, after he passed, I remember there was a memorial for him and you'd think there'd be like, you know, some star up there giving the eulogy. And the memorial service this was, though, actually. And up was a shut-in who he had visited and brought meals to. He was a great person, you know, with, with, with a rough, terrible problem. And my movie actually touches on something similar in that the family, when, when horrible things happen to funny people, to me, that's particularly sad and even more sad because you don't expect kind of the, the funny ones to have that much trouble. And when they do, how do they handle it? And, you know, I saw Chris go through a lot and, you know, he suffered a lot, but his funny was so funny. I mean, it's like at those two extremes, you know? So I was really lucky to be his pal. And I got to tell you, like Adam Sandler and David Spade, they've been so supportive of, of my movie Rushed and I'm forever grateful to SNL and Lauren Michaels put me in baby mama at years after, you know, when I was, I was a birthing specialist with, with, with Tina Feyo. I was like, okay, Quash, we're going to talk about boofing a baby.
0: <laughs> awesome. Tell us about your Seinfeld times.
2: Seinfeld was unbelievable. So what, interestingly. So I remind was, us
0: about the character. Remind us about the character. I Can was I Elaine's
2: be- roommate. I was Tina, Elaine's roommate.
0: Before Seinfeld, right? No, yeah. during Seinfeld, but I during remember it completely. And now you're giving no, no, me on yeah. the
2: show. I was Elaine's roommate, and the Uh-oh. first the, fir- the first time I was on, they were just starting up, and they didn't know if they were going to get picked up for the second season. And then I was Kramer's girlfriend, the African dance, and then I did another one where I where Elaine was getting kicked out of the building. I was like, "That's I can't let people into the building. That's why there's a buzzer." So <laughs> yes. I had this character. Yes. When I first got on the show, Larry David called me up after we had done, you know, re- rehearsed for a couple of days. In TV, you have to get everything down into 22 minutes so that if it's a half hour show because of the commercial time. Okay. And he's like, Siobhan, we gotta cut your, I thought he was gonna say, "You go." we gotta cut you out. But he said, we have to cut your part down a little. And I was like, oh, that's no problem. So I I was an actress on it, that was my part. And I was like, oh my God, I had the best. I t- couldn't have talked slower. I was like, well, if my parts cut down, I'll just slow down my part. Wait, there's a bottle of water here. Actually, I was like, hi, Alan. Hi, Jerry. And then they they had a strawberry. I was like. (laughs) Anyway, I took the longest sip in the history of man. And I talked so slowly that my part equaled the same amount. That's called milking it as an actor or they call it chewing the scenery. So anyway, (laughs) it was was fabulous. And then when I went back for the fifth season, I was supposed to do another one, but I couldn't because of SNL. But when I went back the third time, they were on top of the world. So it's I and mean, they never changed. They were just great people who worked hard, loved their loved what they did. And obviously it was genius.
1: I can't believe you've never done stand-up. did uh, no. considered it? Is it scary. Of course it's
2: scary I, it's a totally different ballgame. I'm I'm an actress. I like to hide behind characters. I don't like to stand up and be myself and tell jokes. Because if you stand up and tell a joke and it bombs, you can't blame it on you. If you're if you're a character, you can hide behind the character, you know. i I mean that it's a totally different deal
1: i think you should do it you can do a whole routine characters, all the characters you've ever done
2: i know but if people don't laugh you what do you see my movie it's a revenge thriller and when things don't go her way she has a slightly bad temper so what if i went after the audience and be like hey you didn't laugh at my jokes come over here you think let me talk to you
1: See, That's I love you right
0: there. She's always going back to that, but there's so many different experiences to talk about, Dave. And, and, and see, I know exactly who she's talking about now because of the Seinfeld. Everyone remembers Seinfeld characters. It's like the, the thing that no one forgets a Seinfeld character. I interviewed the soup Nazi. I've oh, yeah, yeah and, and he's he was phenomenal. Uh, you know, um, Mr. Peterman, I've interviewed like, or not Peterman, no, you did the one, you know, the one from the dog show, it'll come uh, I'll, oh john o'hurley i've interviewed oh yeah yeah. i've interviewed multiple times for the for the dog show but those seinfeld characters or the red ribbon they, you are on one time seinfeld people aren't going to forget your character forever do you agree with that when you start saying seinfeld and then you tell the story and they'll well, say oh i remember
2: i was lucky to do three of them i was supposed to do the fourth and my son recently said to me mom you should do cameos i'm like what is a cameo so I was like, "All right, let's give it a whirl." So we were on this road trip, and he and he signs me up for cameo. And two minutes seconds later, it's like ding, and I'm like, "Oh no! I look am like wearing like my husband's t shirt. I have no makeup." And it's like, "Do a cameo," and they're like, "Could you please do Seinfeld when Elaine gets kicked out of the building?" And everybody wants not everybody. A lot of people like to see Men in Black or Forrest Gump or Holes or different things. But a lot yeah, of people we
0: see- got we have so many things. You remember Holes again? Another great movie. Yeah. So yeah. good, god, good.
2: So, I was like, they always want to say that's where there's a buzzer. No, but holes, they like me. You know, Henry Winkler and I did the dance. They know I don't smell anything. So, people like that. And, and you know, of course, they always love men in black. And then I don't know, there's all kinds of different things. But, you know, be- because of my um, experience being in this business so long, when I went and did my movie Rushed, which you notice how I keep circling back to that. I
0: love it. You're like doing the tactic, same thing. I had, I'm
2: like, I had Seinfeld Rush. I watched Mr. Wonderful
0: and he did the same thing going back to CM, his MSNBC thing. We were trying to talk Shark Tank with Mr. Wonderful and he just kept coming back. So you're doing the same strategy <laughs> yeah, that he's doing. So okay. He,
2: my father was a lawyer. He used to call those people double talkers. He's like, Siobhan, that person's a double talker. So that's like a crazy person. No, but I wanted to say because of all my experiences working on these different shows, I mean, that's how I met Perry Gilpin from, from Frazier. I did a play with her. So, you know. All these people that you meet along the way you know you kind of connect the dots and then it all kind of works out you know um but and and then the social media thing is so huge like jake weary's in the movie you know he's huge in animal kingdom adam sandler david spain i'm like guys i don't even know what tweeting is i was like you need to retweet this thing that my son did i'm like shavon we're all in like they're so supportive you know
0: That's great. All right. I love you going back each time and I'm going to take you back again. So let's go 30 Rock now. What was your character on 30 Rock?
2: 30 Rock. I played Alec Baldwin's sister and I was Molly Shannon's sister. And that was crazy because my own daughter in real life, there was like a camping trip and I'm not outdoorsy at all for the school. So I don't know why I volunteered and I got pneumonia. And so I was supposed to play like a, like a big drinker sister, so when I on the show I, I had like this cough that sounded like an alcoholic because I had pneumonia. I was like, Ugh. but anyway, it was a riot. I loved being on that show.
1: What about men in black?
2: Men in black was unbelievable. Barry Soddenfeld, one of the greatest directors of all times, and you know it was with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, Vincent D'Onofrio. and I, I mean it was just incredible. I honestly did for that show an imitation of someone I knew from Syracuse. I was like I had no expression. And I was like, Edgar, your skin is falling off your bones because there was a girl from Syracuse who talked like that. And I was like, just did an imitation of her. And Barry's like, I love it. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, you can't make up stuff like that. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to another question. So Davey, I guess you did the last question. So you have circled us back six times to the movie. But we're going to get movie? to that. Rush? Yes. Don't you know, worry, we are going to talk about Rush because oh, I want to
1: oh,
2: know. Rush that's go, coming out today in theaters across the country and it's also going to be on Apple iTunes and Amazon and all video platforms and please come support us. It's fabulous and our reviews have been unbelievable. You got to go on filmthreat.com. You got to go on Rotten Tomatoes. We've had our, it's been off the charts. If you like thrillers, go. All How right. much
1: can you tell us without giving it away?
2: Well, I'm going to tell you that there's two audiences for this film. There's kids going into college and college kids. And there's a parents who sit in their beds, sick to their stomachs, worried about their kids because we have these things called cell phones. and We're like, hey, make good choices while you're in college. Just let me know you're in safely. OK, um, then two o'clock in the morning. Hey, mom, again, don't mean to bug you. Want to give you some freedom, but let me know. And you sit in bed and you're in the fetal position. And you're like, my God, my kid's probably dead. So this was from me sitting in bed. I have two daughters and a son, many nights worrying. Many moms do this. Your kids go off to college. In the movie, I have four kids. The oldest boy goes off to college. The mother harasses the kids on the way to school. She's like, call your brother, Jimmy. They're like, mom, you're harassing him. I'm like, all right, either call him and pull those skirts down because you look like hookers. Or I'm telling you right now, if you're ugly on the outside, I mean, ugly on the inside, pretty on the outside, no one likes you Now I'll call your brother. Anyway, so she harasses him, but then something horrible happens. And this mom at the beginning of the movie is praying and she's swearing at the same time because the kids are late for school and the sandwiches she's making are all messed up. So she's this frantic, faithful mom with a lot of humor. And when the horrible incident takes place, Her faith and her humor get her through, but she's a different person because she never expected to be out in the limelight. And I have this fabulous editor. I did this Johnny Depp movie called The Professor. And my director, Vibika Musaya, who's fantastic from Denmark, she said to me two days before the film was over, ending, we were driving upstate New York to get the foliage scenes. Siobhan, we have an A-list film and we don't have an A-list editor. And I was like, wait, I know one, Sabina Miliani. She added and she said to me, Sean, let me tell you something. When you do a thriller, you must always be one step ahead of the audience. Every time they think they have it figured out, you twist and turn, twist and turn. So this movie, when you see it, and as the reviewers are saying, you will be on the edge of your seat in the fetal position, because you don't know what's happening next, ever. And Robert Patrick hits it out of the ballpark, so does Jake Weary, so does Perry Gilpin and Rusty Schwimmer. The cast is unbelievable.
0: Wow! So, I, so, so, so I, I love this promotion, but I'm going to go back to like when I always talk to people is you, you you're giving us the pretty much that just how why did you do it? What made you want to well put this together?
2: I had written one several one woman shows over the years, and about four years ago, I said to myself, if I can do a one person show, why can't I write a film? Because I've been in the industry long enough. So I have a friend who's a producer, and he. Said, and he's a writer, and he said, Siobhan, just write. But when you write, don't judge the end, don't judge any of it, just start writing. And you know, as a mom and with kids, the teenagers, when they start going out when they're like 15, you're just worried all the time. And so I spent many a night in my bed worried, and that's where it came from.
1: Yeah, I have three daughters, I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. My father used to say, I like kids, just not from 15 to 25.
1: (laughs) You got that right.
2: So, but there, but because, you know, this whole college thing, when they go off um, and you have too much contact with them, it's almost worse because when you don't have the contact, you worry sick. And now with colleges, when they change that drinking age, you guys know, when we went to college, it was beer. Now it's all hard liquor and it's Russian roulette when you're drinking hard liquor. Yeah. And also in any institution, whether it's a sorority or a frat or a, uh, any, any job when, when the leader is hip and cool and good looking and tough and they have a, some sort of a charm that people follow them, but in your gut, you're like, I don't like that guy or that girl. You got to have the guts to get out and do the right thing. Don't follow the leader because you're, you know what I mean? Because everybody else thinks you're cool. And there's a message in this, the humor and the faith gets you through. And when you're in a bad situation, you do the right thing by your friend. And if it becomes, if the right thing is to call 911, you better do it or someone might find you. Because hell hath no fury like a mother scorned.
0: You have ha- you've gone through every characters and it's just amazing how many characters. That's why you've done a one woman show. One other person I've interviewed that's done a one woman shows, Kat Kramer. Back in the day, Kat, she's yeah. really good at. Katherine Kramer, again, uh, late father was Stanley Kramer. And yeah. she does those one woman. I've talked to other people. So you could do, a, you did a one woman interview just now. You've asked yourself she's questions. it's <laughs> clever.
2: I, 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 Lily Tomlin and I worked together years and years ago. And of course was a massive fan of Lily's and I saw her show on Broadway. I've saw her show a couple of times and that's, she was a big influence. And, you know, I always tell young actors, like, if you are frustrated with where your career is at, pick up a pen and start writing. If you write your own show, no one can stop you.
0: Right. So now you created your own feet, your own film. So there you go. go. Okay. All right. Dave is going to ask the final question before we find out where we can find the film because he's a caregiver and we'll find out why he's a caregiver. Go ahead, Dave.
1: I'm a caregiver. My wife had a stroke 25 years ago and she lost her speech, became paralyzed on one side, a couple of years of grieving was miserable. But then she reinvented herself. She decided, you know, she was going to do everything she did before with one arm and no speech. And now she's amazing. She's like a Martha Stewart Wonder Woman uh, rolled into one. And we've been going through this for 25 years. So I realized that, hey, you know, if I could just uh, communicate to other caregivers, because I didn't know what I was doing, all the mistakes I made. So I became Dave, the caregiver's caregiver. Then on television 50 times, did some interviews, spoke all over the world, going to London uh, on the 12th of uh, this month, going to speak at the... uh,
0: Oh, i London
1: yeah. uh, Get my picture with Nigel Farage. My question to you, and I've got a website, caregiverdave.com. Yes. And uh, four books. Yes. I'd like to say that, that you know, if you don't think you're going to be a caregiver, just wait. It's inevitable. It's going to happen to everybody. So Dave- now's the time to prepare, not after tragedy strikes like I did. You don't know what you're doing. You don't have to scratch your head.
2: I, I want to tell you that I think what you do is unbelievable. And I want to call you a saint because. My mom just passed at 96 years old. And it's so hard to find great caregivers. And my sisters were unbelievable. One of them moved in with her. They're from upstate. We all took turns, but there was two women who we knew and they, we knew they were caregivers and they would come in and they're little, they're saints. And what an important, important role in life. That's why I always say like being an actor or actress, people think that's so great. And, but the truth is there's so many more important roles, and you're the one who deserves an Academy Award, and you're the one who deserves a star on the sidewalk because holy cow, that's unbelievable. And your wife is <laughs> incredible. Every that's, caregiver. That's Thank really some, every caregiver. It's it's beautiful.
0: So again, check out caregiverdave.com. Now we have talked about the film. Where can people watch it right now?
2: Okay, so they gotta Google if they're in your town. It's in many, many towns and cities all over the country. If it's not in your town, you go to at Rushed Movie on our Instagram or on our Facebook. But you can also just watch it on iTunes, Amazon, Apple, and you can download it right now. I've already had people that have downloaded, and been watching it for breakfast. I don't know what's going on. But it is, where do you guys live? I'm in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh LA. Okay, so... Just, I don't think it's in LA. It's in Riverside, California, Pittsburgh. We just interviewed with the Pittsburgh city press. So they, I know there's some theaters there that want to get it, but it's all over Florida. It's all over Boston and New York and New Jersey and South Dakota and Arizona, many, many theaters. If it's not in your theater though, download it and watch it and please support us because independent movies really need your support. Yes. Thank you, both of you. And God bless you for being a caregiver. I think that's incredible. I can, I
1: can download it from I can download it from Amazon,
2: Amazon, iTunes, Apple, and several other platforms. And I honestly only knew what platform shoes were till about two weeks ago when Vertical Entertainment told me, said, make sure you mention the platforms.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. Everyone needs to check it out. Appreciate it. And uh, where are you on Instagram? Where can we
2: at rushed movie? All
0: right. Awesome. We appreciate you. Thanks Thank you for so home. much.
2: Thank God you bless. bless. Thank Thank you, you. All right. That
0: was the Neil Haley show, guys. Take care.